and welcome to episode seven, MBCHS Over Coffee. And man, I am excited for this one. We have a very special guest and uh, somebody who's been on my radar a little bit to have on the show. And uh, I'm excited. Right across the table from me is Mr. Kyle Palmer. And it is going to be awesome. I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, well, myself and, and uh, everybody who's listened to get to know him a little bit more. And uh, we all know Kyle is a great guy. Um, just obviously laid back personality that's easy to be around, easy to, uh, to get along with. Uh, not to mention all of his input in uh, Viking athletics and uh, all the coaches and the crews that have worked with Kyle. Um, first time I ever met Kyle. Probably, like I started the comp six years ago. I know I said that a couple times, but when I started in my first year, a couple of years, I did junior basketball. So mm -hmm. it was probably in the basketball yeah, realm I so. that I would have ran into you, heard about you, and uh, definitely got the vibe that you're a good basketball player. I got that vibe pretty <laughs> quick. Uh, and it was probably at like senior tryouts or junior tryouts I met you maybe. But I don't think I've ever seen you play yet. I don't know. Well, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna one v one you. I don't think. I yeah. don't think I'm gonna go there. But uh, I'm looking forward. To sometime we're gonna get that that uh, Christmas staff game back up and running. Yeah, that'll be good. And then I can alley you. Yeah, and it'll be good. So welcome, uh, welcome, Kyle. I'm excited to have you on. Okay, uh, let's start off. How long have you been at the comp? Uh, I was thinking about that earlier. I believe it's been. Either seven or eight years now. I've been at the comp. Wow. Okay. It. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. And uh, I guess where were you prior to that? What are, what's been a little bit of your previous career journey leading up to MBCHS? Um, before the comp, um, for Living Sky, I've kind of worked a little bit everywhere. I've worked at BCS, Brady, um, Lawrence, Wilkie, Spirit Wood. Um, before I live in Skiles at Catholic Family Services, I did some school counseling there too. So I kind of, for there, we focused on the um, Catholic elementary schools okay. um, in that division, except for um, JP. And okay. yeah, kind of Catholic Family Services, I, I was at for a while before I switched over to the to Live in Sky. Okay, awesome. So you've had plenty of experience in like a school environment, education yep. environment, that's awesome. So you said seven or eight years ago uh, was when you started at, at NBCHS. Yep. So man, math on the spot is not awesome for me. Uh, it would be 20, what is that, 2014? Yeah, somewhere around there. 2014, okay, yeah. and then before then uh, you were working at other elementary schools. So how many years were you with Living Sky? I believe this is my 12th year this year. Okay, Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And then how many years was Catholic Family? Catholic Family Services was right before Living Sky? Yeah. Okay, how many years was that? Uh, that would have been, I believe, four or five years I was there for. Okay. Yeah. And was that your first kind of gig in the battle for us, was Catholic Family Services? Yeah, that was kind of, I started there. Um, I had a little bit of it in there. My wife's aunt ran Catholic Family Services, so... Um, coming out of university, I did like some support work um, job where uh, I interacted with students in the community or kids in the community. Sure. And then from there, I kind of got bumped up to school counselor and then I've kind of been doing that ever since. Man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Any uh, unique experiences uh, in, in roles with Catholic Family Services or 
even in your uh, other elementary schools before the comp, like anything that stands out, or has it all been kind of the same general type of? Uh, stuff? fairly the same. It was it was cool to work with kids in the community because, like for example, you'd take a kid bowling. Okay. Um, that would be kind of you know a, a contract, and then from yeah. there, you break out into conversations about life and stuff. Absolutely. So it was cool. Um, and then I did some work um, with Drummond Hill never worked with at-risk youth so that was cool to I guess in that realm I guess to see you know what teenagers are like yeah yeah, it was a good opportunity very cool Um, and so like the that community you gave the example of of going bowling does kind of like a one-on-one sort of thing yeah you just it's just kind of the the task for that 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 student and yeah that's very cool and a lot of good things happen over bowling like you're saying yeah <laughs> if you and i went bowling you'd have me in tears probably by lane seven it'd be such a deep conversation i'd just be opening up <laughs> oh man very cool um and so did you like with because you said you worked at drumming hill worked with students in the community and then specifically in schools uh was there a, in that spectrum of working with students was there one where you just really felt this was my sweet spot or did you really enjoy working with all different types and ages and students? Um, yeah, I think in general, I just like working with youth. That's one thing I never th- thought that I would do. Um, I know I've done some volunteer work with like sports camps and stuff like that. So I guess working with kids has kind of clicked for me a little bit and then doing those specific jobs. Yeah, I kind of... I took a liking to working with youth and teenagers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been a good fit. Very cool. Yeah, we'll talk about your, um, like your your university and and things like that. But let's go let's go right back maybe to the beginning. We'll work our way back to okay. to you come to the Battlefords. Um, so, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, but um, born and raised in Toronto. But most of my, I guess. Adolescent teenage years, it was Mississauga and Brampton, which are suburbs of Toronto. Sure. Okay, so the Raptors poster on your door is more than just that general (laughs) Canadian like of the Raptors. That's a real hometown deal for you. Okay, it makes sense. Um, And so, what was home and what was home and family like for you when you were growing up in in that Mississauga Brampton area? Um, a huge focus on family. Like that's one thing that my parents. Um, instilled in me from a young age is that family's important. Um, I have a very big family. I got nine aunts and uncles on both sides wow. of my mom and dad's families. So nine each? Yeah. So 18. Wow, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and um, they're f- my parents are from Jamaica, so my mom actually, when I was, I believe, six, she brought most of her brothers and sisters from Jamaica to Canada. So okay. we all lived together for quite a while. So that was... It was a cool experience to learn about, I guess, my Jamaican, Jamaican heritage and then just having yeah. aunts and uncles with me all the time. So, wow. Yeah. And, uh, like, really awesome, like, ethnic food. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just go over there right now. What is, what is, like, the signature Jamaican dish that maybe would be sentimental from growing up? Um, my favorite, usually when I visit my parents or if they come out here, is aki and ham so aki i describe as it's almost like a type of fruit okay um and then obviously ham's ham and then they do like a fried dumpling so it'd almost be similar to like bannock 
okay. um, for Aboriginals, but it's smaller, you fry it, and yeah, altogether it's just really good. <laughs> okay, and is this something that you only get when you go back home, or is it something that you've tried to attempt? No, I haven't tried to tackle that okay. yet. Like, that's, I'd like to, yeah. and I do like to cook, but there's just something, for, I think for everybody, like, with, yeah. you know, when their mom makes them something, it just takes tastes that much better. Yeah, absolutely, or grandma or whoever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, okay, and, and what was it like, um, obviously, thinking North Battleford and Battleford, quite a bit different vibe than Mississauga, Brampton, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, what was it What was it like growing up, like, big metropolitan versus, obviously, now we're not quite there in the Battleford. Scene. Yeah, um, it was cool living in Toronto just because I'm a huge guy on, like, culture and races and stuff like that. Sure. And, I don't know, Toronto has everything, right? Like, there's yeah. so many different races, so many different different cultures. Um, so it was really cool growing up with that, right? To yeah. appreciate and where people come from. Um, and yeah, just Toronto, it's, there's never a dull place to go. It's always, there's something to do, there's places to go and stuff. So, yeah, yeah it was really cool growing up in Toronto. I would never take that back being said that now like I love North Balford just because yeah. I can get to work in five minutes whereas <laughs> in Toronto you're stuck in traffic for three hours of your day so yeah yeah, yeah I'd imagine I... <laughs> but there was a there was definitely a culture shock when I did move to North Balford especially growing up in a big city yeah fair yeah. enough what were what occupied you as a kid like what were some of your go-tos as a kid growing up uh... um I was outside lots like I from the time I came home from school it was like put my backpack away and I was out playing basketball playing tag with friends um sports obviously was a huge part of my life and still is like I was always busy with sports um and then yeah family time was I guess my other occupation and gaming I'm a huge gamer I've always been a gamer okay. so yeah okay. gaming was a big thing for me growing up Okay, what's your system of, of choice? What do you got at home? Uh, I got an Xbox One at home. Okay, so, and, yeah. and like go-to game, what's the number one? Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I'm back to my sports background. I kind of, I filter in the seasons of sports. So right now I'm playing NHL 22. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'll mix in some NBA. I'll mix in some go golf. Like, I'm not too picky. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm definitely more into the sports uh, genre of games than, yeah. than uh, something else. And yeah, they, they become a little much for me. Like, I have to be very self-aware of like, <laughs> the addictive side of me when it comes to... Uh, playing uh, even sports games where you create your own character yeah, and you yeah. know, all that stuff so yeah uh but so i i got you i got you on that um what did uh 10 year old kyle palmer want to be when he grew up Ooh, that's a good question i think uh, like just because sports was such a big focus on me like i wanted to be a basketball player i wanted to be a baseball player um one thing that really intrigued me was like a, gy a gym teacher right like sure. i thought it kind of meshed well, like you're working with people, but you're also being active, right? Yeah. And yeah. you get to do that all the time, and it's part of your job, right? Yeah. So I thought that would be hand in hand. So yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I think you'd be fantastic, gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, so maybe go for a second career when, uh, you know, work 30, 35 years in counseling. Yeah. 
Another 30 in phys ed would be great. You That's never awesome. know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So um, I know athletics had, a, like you said, had a pretty significant role in, in your life. It's not certainly the only dimension to you, I'm sure. Um, but when, uh, so you, what, what were your kind of main go-to sports that kind of, they were the ones that rose above the pack as you were getting older into high school and... Um, I played baseball pretty much since I was five or six, so that's always been a, a big passion of mine. I don't know how I got into that. I remember my brother playing baseball, and I thought, oh, that's a cool sport to play, so I thought yeah. I'd try that out. Um, yeah, basketball and volleyball would probably be my next ones, but okay. I didn't really start playing those till probably grade seven is where I really started taking it a little bit more seriously. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably baseball and basketball were my, my top two. Football was, I've always wanted to do, but yeah. and my coaches wanted me to play, but it kind of, it mixed in with some other sports, so I never got a chance to. So that's something that I do regret. I wish I did play football growing up. Yeah. Plus my mom wasn't a big fan of it. She was always worried about me getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, what uh, what was the name of your high school you attended? Uh, St. Augustine. Okay, in, yeah. in, uh, in Brampton. In Brampton, yeah. okay. What was, uh, what was the population of the school? Do you remember, like, roundabout? Ooh, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I know Brampton right now, population-wise, is... It's like six or 700 people that live in Brampton. Okay. Yeah, so all the high schools were huge, like... You would think that yeah. the, some of the high school size almost look like Canadian universities. Wow. Yeah, just because like of the campus. population. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that'd be a, an interesting dynamic for sure. Cause, yeah. yeah. I think my graduating class, I had about 300, over 300 okay. kids that graduated. Okay. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, just the different sizes of schools and the dynamics that play into administrating them and scheduling them and, and mm-hmm. just everything that goes into yeah. it. Yeah. So. Um, so you have you have experience uh, for sure with uh, larger high school settings. The yeah. comp. Comp's not the biggest one you've been in. Uh, no. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, what was, so as, as you talked about maybe baseball r- raising a little bit from the pack in your sporting uh, sporting endeavors when you were younger, what was, like, did you have like that, that dream, you know, that quintessential dream that they say kids have about making it you know here someday what was your dream for that like when you were um, I I wouldn't say like that was a, I wanted to be like a professional baseball player sure, growing okay. up like more so I just loved playing sports so I loved being on a team being with you know my teammates and stuff and yeah. so growing up I didn't really have that dream but I think the more and more I grew up and I started advancing and baseball and basketball like I kind of you know you kind of have it in the back of your mind that man it'd be kind of cool if I would be able to go somewhere with this but then at the same point I'm pretty level-headed too and just thought like I just need to take one step at a time and just enjoy it right yeah 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 excellent um high school then you went on to university where did you uh, attend university like in in high school did you have a, a uh, what was your thought on were you thinking counseling right out of high school like something you wanted to, to go into after high school or what, did you have thoughts no I uh, like in high school I, I didn't really think about university a whole lot like I was busy hanging out with my friends playing sports like I really 
didn't think about that lots. I think my parents more more so pushed me. Like they immigrated from Jamaica to Canada to sure. have a better life, more so for the kids. Sure. So they really pushed me that education is important and I need to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I was in high school, I started playing on more higher end um, baseball teams. Okay. And then from there, I kind of started getting scouted for universities. So that was a, a huge reason why I did end up going to university. And I didn't have a specific passion when it came to like a program that I wanted to do. Okay. Um, I did change my major about five times before I finally... Um, settled settled in on psychology but okay. I did think about the gym teacher yeah. that I was that was my initial start was a gym teacher okay yeah okay and and with baseball like did they have high school baseball program in Ontario or was this a club level uh, baseball that you were taking part in? I played on both okay. um, but more so um, the I guess so you have rep baseball in Ontario which would be considered like the provincial team in Saskatchewan okay. so I played mostly rep growing up sure. um, but then I started getting on to some national teams where um, it was a lot more exposure and stuff so yeah. I played on the Ontario Blue Jays for I believe two and a half years okay. and that season where it was you kind of played the best in Canada okay. um, for your spring season but in the fall season we went down to the states and played like Division one schools, Division two NCAA schools, and it was more so just to get that exposure to schools for them to see us. Sure. Yeah. So, so it was a really cool experience. Pretty high level of baseball. Yeah, yeah, it really was, and that's that's all I did. Like I I went to school, and then I had baseball, and if okay. we weren't in season, we were training and stuff. So yeah, yeah it man. was it was a lot, but it was. It was worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. So, which uh, which university was blessed enough to get you? I went to a little university in Oklahoma my first year, um, Bacon University. I went there for a year. Okay. I redshirted there my first year. Okay. Um, Red, redshirted means that you're on the roster, but not on the playing yeah. roster. Okay. Yeah, we had a really good team that year, and uh, I was I was 17 when I think I started university, and um, yeah. I redshirted that first year, but I practiced and stuff that whole year. Um, our coach ended up getting fired that year, so okay. I thought it was kind of an opportunity to maybe try something different, and then I transferred over to a school in Iowa for my last three years. Okay. Yeah. What was the name of the city in Oklahoma that the university was in? Muskogee, Oklahoma. Muskogee. It was about an hour and a half um, north of Tulsa. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then what was the name of the city in, in Iowa? Iowa was Lamona. I went to Graceland University, and then it was okay. in Lamona, Iowa. So it was actually, it was 10 minutes from the Missouri border. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, and any, uh, like, significant memories from your time there? Successes or... or uh... Um, It was just, like, I, t I tell kids today, and I tell friends of mine, like, it was the best, best four years of my life, like doing something that I love yeah. to do, play baseball. I got an education out of it. Yeah. Um, like the, the memories you make there, like with friends, friendships you make, even with teachers and stuff. Like sure. I had a really good experience with that. Um, baseball was fun, um, but at the same point, by the time I was done, I was ready for my next chapter in life. And then the best part was is that I met my wife my second year in 
university and yeah sure so you met her in oklahoma or in iowa in iowa in iowa yeah. we okay. both transferred um to iowa the same year met each other that fall and yeah okay and your wife is from the Battlefords. she is yeah okay and so what brought her to iowa she was on a uh, fastball scholarship and i was on a baseball scholarship okay so we're both athletes there that's awesome yeah. uh, I remember I said this to you before too on Back to the Future where he says uh, you are my density that <laughs> reminded me of your story because I thought it's your destiny she's there on a fastball scholarship yeah. there on baseball man uh, that's fantastic excellent and um, so yeah obviously uh, a, a big uh, a big memorable moment meeting her uh, in Iowa for mm-hmm. sure okay so then how long were you in Iowa before uh, and, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking she's what led you to the Battlefords. Yeah, so we were there for our last three years of university, so we played out our eligibility for sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we briefly moved to Toronto, which was a huge shock for her because she's never been in a in a big center like okay, that. Yeah. Um, so I believe we stayed there for the summer, spring and summer. Okay. And yeah, we decided to move to North Balford that fall. So I've been sure. in North Balford since October of 2007. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And uh, do you make it home very often? Uh, I try and get home once a year. Usually I get home once a year and then my parents usually come out once. Um, Obviously, now with COVID, we haven't been able to get out there as much. But yeah, it's usually an annual trip that I get out to Ontario for sure. Okay, awesome. And you mentioned uh, uh, previously with me as well, your wife's a nurse here in town. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And what does family look like for you now, presently? Uh, so I have three, we have three girls, um, Rowan, London, and Nova. Okay. And yeah, they keep us busy. And What's the age? Um, Rowan is eight, London is six, and Nova is two years old. Okay, so you're you're very similar to me. Yeah, I'm uh, eight, six, and three. So are my three kids. So yeah. <laughs> we uh, yeah we have a common bond uh, <laughs> for sure. Okay, excellent. Uh, so let's maybe uh, skip now more to present day here at at the comp, and, and uh, you're one of our school counselors here at the school, and what what does a typical like what does a a typical day look like for you what time are you coming in what time are you uh, heading out what are some of those behind the scenes things that you um so we're contracted to work from 8 to 4 30. um i guess a typical day for myself would be seeing seeing probably four to six kids a day depending on obviously how long those sessions go for um so you're meeting with kids touching base with teachers you know if parents have questions or concerns you phone them um, or contact them whether it's email or phone call um lots of notes obviously like keeping up on our notes and research like always continuously trying to further yourself because society is always changing and teenagers are always changing so you always have to have keep up with i guess the current information to make sure that we're giving our best foot forward for these students yeah very cool um is when you're working with students is it appointment based or is it just like show up and is mr palmer available kind of thing or what is typically kind of all the above like we do um scheduled appointments with students that are you know that are predominantly on our caseload um we have drop-in so 
Um, that could be crisis based, like something happened and I need to see somebody right now. Um, over COVID, we did some online stuff sure. like through Microsoft Teams. So that's, you know, now that we've opened that can of worms, that's another availability for kids, phone yeah. calls, um, emails if they need to contact us. Sure. Um, so yeah, lots of different ways. So but for the most needs? part, um, like scheduled ones are drop-ins okay yeah how long typically on average i know you said there's differing times but on average what's typical appointment length for you as a student? i would say i'd say anywhere between like 40 to 60 minutes i believe okay. yeah i think for me speaking uh, you know from my perspective i kind of just take the lead of my students and obviously there's some students that you know, that like to talk and you yeah. roll with that and then there's some that are a little bit more reserved so I'm a big believer I'm trying not to force kids to talk so if they're not ready to talk then you know we just try again a different time or ch try and change the subject to try and like loosen up the topic a little bit um, but yeah I'd say about 40 to 60 minutes okay yeah. and what do you um I guess what ins what inspires you as a school counselor? Like, what gets you up and out of bed every single day? What do you hope to uh, What do you hope to uh, instill as far as or communicate to your students as far as uh, your hope for them, your value for them, your values that you have in your counseling job? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is just giving an outlet for students to talk. Right, I think. Nowadays, like mental health is such a big topic. Um, it's everywhere, wherever you go, you see it and you hear about it. But I think, especially nowadays, it's, so, it's tough being a, a teenager these days. So yeah. it's always nice to have an outlet that you can talk to, someone that you can trust, um, that you can connect with, and hopefully, you know, gain some tools to kind of help them moving forward with whatever, you know, trouble they're dealing with in their life. But yeah, the biggest thing is just being a being an outlet for these students to have someone to talk to. Sure. And I'll, I'll just rephrase the previous question, sorry, but I guess for you personally too, what are what are your core values as a as just a human being that you wish to communicate through your work and through uh, people just experiencing you on a daily basis, coworkers, those kinds of things. What what drives you as a human being? Um, I think the biggest thing is just being there for people, right? Like I think nowadays, like there's a lot of misconception on people and stuff, and a lot of trust issues with yeah. you know individuals, um, whether they can't trust anybody or whatnot. And I just hope that I can just be that person that people can lean on, you know, obviously in, in the realm of our, our jobs and just being a good human being, right? Like, um, I think that's been a huge struggle from my viewpoint in society and the little part I can do is just try and be nice to people, be uh, uh, have my ear open if someone needs to talk about stuff and, and hopefully people put their trust in me that they can talk to me about stuff. Sure, sure. Um, if you had, uh, you know, fictional fictional scenario, I wish it wasn't a fictional scenario, but if you had like a, you know, football stadium full of high school kids and you're on the stage and you got the mic and these kids are, you know, you got kind of one thing that you have time to say to these kids, yeah. um, what would you say to a stadium full of high school kids that you just hope that they, I just want you to understand 
this? What would that be? Um, I think two things. One, I think don't be afraid to fail, right? I think lots of people are afraid to fail now, nowadays, and I think that's the whole pur- purpose of life, right? Like, yeah. you a lot of trial and error, and you're going to fail, and I don't see failure as a bad thing. I, th- I see it as you learn from your mistakes, and you move forward, and you try something else out, right? And I think it just builds character on people that can grind their way through and you know like nothing's ever going to be perfect right you got to work for what you got um and then the other thing is i tell kids to stay off social media that's it's scary what social media has become over the years like i know growing up i i didn't really have a whole lot but like it's steadily been growing over the years and i think kids and adults are so reliant on social media and their phones and stuff, right? And I, sometimes it's okay not to have as many followers or um, worrying about a status or whatever. Like, it's okay to have a conversation in person with somebody, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't know how to talk to individuals in person, right? You're more worried or you're so used to texting or yeah. Snapchatting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I truly believe human beings were just wired up for, for face-to-face in particular. Yeah. Um, I know it's not always possible, but uh, for sure. And, and yeah, and I, I think of even uh, high school, for me, there's just the anxiety of just being a high school kid. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just kind of, I feel like, part of the reality. And when I was in high school, you know, cell phones weren't on the, weren't on the radar yet. And, you know, even then you have, you have that kind of social anxiety, that anxiety as a high school kid now you know you add social media to that and i just can't imagine how that just can multiply yeah. that anxiety like this that's yeah um so. it might sound silly but i remember growing up and <clears throat> my brother had a pager and that's when pagers were oh. were cool and yeah. i remember I, I told myself i'm like man i really want a pager and looking <laughs> back i kind of laugh now but yeah i know it's it's crazy how things have grown from pager now to Obviously, everyone has a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, we'll switch gears just a little bit. What uh, do you have any current hobbies and, and whatnot that keep you busy outside of uh, counseling at school? Uh, sports. Obviously, sports is a huge one for me. I yeah. still play. I play okay. baseball for the Beavers in town, um, so that keeps me busy in the summertime. Uh, yeah, any sort of um, sports. I like to golf too. Okay. Um, Video games, obviously, is a huge one for me. Um, being outdoors. I love being outdoors. We camp during the summer, so that's a huge passion of our family is camping. Okay. And um, awesome. I love to cook. That's probably one of my one of my favorite things going right now. I really like to cook. I really like to barbecue. Nice. Big, in, big into smoking now. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, like, the... What's the signature? Like, if, if you're going to put the one plate on the table that this is Kyle Palmer, this is me on a plate here, oh. what are you bringing? I think ribs. Like, ribs okay. are kind of my go-to. And for my kids, they say I make good ribs. Nice. Um, so either ribs or chicken wings are probably in my top two right now. Okay. Um, but I'm still awesome. working on the craft. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I have seen I've seen a picture in the paper a couple of times of the optimist for for baseball too. So it's good you're continuing on with uh, with them. Yeah. For for the future, so that'd be good. Hopefully. Yeah. Just as long as health wise and good. Yeah, I'll keep keep playing. Sounds good. Uh, if it was mandatory 
which uh, we certainly hope, hope this never happens, but if it was mandatory for you to move on from MBCHS after a certain number of years, what would you be gunning for as like your ultimate dream job or what would you be gunning for next? Ooh, I'm not sure. Like I, I think it's, it'd still be something with working with teenagers. Yeah, like yeah. there's just something about that that I just, yeah. they put their trust in us and like just having the opportunity to have, to have that little chance to kind of make a little bit of a difference in their life. So I think I'd stick with that. But as I said with my cooking, I think that would be something I'd like to try, whether that's just doing a food truck or opening a little restaurant or something. I don't know. That would, okay. that would spark my interest. It'd be a lot of work, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I know the question is flawed because it, it's to say, what you mean, my job now at NBCHS isn't my dream job? No, uh, for sure. And, and you just said, you know, you'd work with high school kids. Uh, yeah. You'd continue to do that, so... For sure, just just curious in the food truck that would be cool too. So, <laughs> it's good. Um, what does uh, what does Kyle Palmer know now that eighteen year old Kyle Palmer did not know? Ooh, everything you read about preparing for babies or kids, yeah, you you have absolutely no clue. Like that's yeah. something that I'm still learning to this day. That. Um, and not, not to say it's bad, it's uh, it, like that's a passion of mine is yeah. I love being a dad. Like that's yeah. probably the greatest thing that has happened other yeah. than marriage and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that part and um, yeah, just there's going to be ups and downs, but you just got to keep pushing forward, I guess, is the big thing I'd probably tell myself when I was 18. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, okay. Good. Uh, any any crazy stories from your time at the comp, uh, whether it's sports related, any coach senior boys and stuff like that, or um, any situation or scenario that comes to mind, just out of curiosity. It's okay if there's not. Um. No, I think like through basketball, we've had our ups and downs. I'm not coaching this year. I kind of took a year off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like just. I guess the cool part about it is just seeing the level of growth of students and then the athletes that we do have and mm -hmm. then just the relationships you you make through those through the journey of the season, right? It's sure. such a long season. Yeah. Um, I should clarify senior boys basketball, I didn't yeah. say which sport it was. Yeah. yeah, so that's probably some of the cooler ones. Um, but yeah, just my time at the comp has been good and there's never a dull day, that's for sure. Yeah. There's always yeah. different things going on, different things we're learning about yeah. that I probably can't share. But, yeah, it's it's been a good ride. For sure. Now, I've always thought, like, um, if you want a, a dynamic job where things are changing or, or there's always an adventure to be had, like, working within a school is, <laughs> is yeah. going to provide that. Like, <laughs> it, uh, it can be everything from power outages to, uh, you know, uh, just whatever you know issues are happening that yep. day and, and to have a plan and to actually be able to execute that plan to what you thought for anybody working with that school is it can be pretty can be pretty tough but mm -hmm. it's good it's an adventure and it's good so yeah. um, okay uh, you talked about uh, just kind of maybe changing your just slightly back to upbringing and whatnot um, you've talked about high school and, and university and we didn't touch too much on elementary but do you have any teachers um, or just school personnel from your experience as a student at any level uh, or working within schools that really 
someone who really sticks out uh, it's just just an excellent example um my grade six teacher mr gill i always remember him um he was just a really good human being he, okay. i don't know why but we clicked right off of the back okay um he had some caribbean descent in him and okay. he knew that i had a little bit of jamaican in me so yep. we kind of clicked off of there and so we'd always have some funny communication on that which was fun and but yeah he just he taught me a lot just about being being a man um being a good person because okay. he was a really good person um taught me a lot about sports like he was a big big believer on using your left hand in basketball and i still i tell kids to this day that yeah. hey i learned that from my grade six teacher he always taught me you got to use your left yeah. hand and so anytime i use it i have a good giggle yeah um, thinking about it but yeah he was he was probably a huge one of my biggest influences in my life like he was just a, a good man and yeah treated my parents well anytime he had to talk to them and stuff and my parents felt very comfortable with him too and yeah he was one that uh, you know as a as a person in my life that he was he was a pretty cool dude sure so i guess two things from if i from hearing you correctly uh, a bit of a role model someone yeah. an example to follow and just a real solid relationship too like yeah. just a solid good yeah uh, you know teacher student relationship yeah. so that's excellent yeah good stuff um, anyone else, or we can transition to the next? Um, trying to, I had another coach, Horse Brown. He was um, a baseball coach of mine. Okay. And similar to, um, similar to my um, teacher, he was again. He was just a good human being. Um, it was funny with him. Like he was a black coach, and so he taught me a lot about like you know being black and stuff, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. He was a good role model. He treated everybody well. You know, he was a really good coach. He pushed us to the <clears throat> ends of the world, and we followed him. We ended up winning league that year, and I think a lot of it had to do with his coaching and his okay. belief in us and nice. stuff. So my parents loved him. They still talk to, about him to this day. Like, yeah. he's probably one of the best coaches I've ever had in all all the sports that I've had. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, just kind of bridging off of what you just talked about, just out of, out of curiosity, have you ever personally had any any history or, or dealt with racism in any way, shape, or form throughout your life? No, I haven't. Um, I'm lucky enough to say that because obviously yeah. it's a, a hot button topic yeah. nowadays. And I, and I don't like talking about it because I just find, um, yeah, I'm a huge believer that I, I'm a, positive person but i really don't think racism will ever stop right you can just educate yourself and whatnot but i can yeah honestly say i haven't had you know any major incidents when it came to racism and stuff and i think a big thing too is my parents um the way they taught me just to treat everybody equally right like sure. it didn't matter what color you were what you know what cultural beliefs you had um so i try and follow that to this day and I always will and I teach my kids that you know you treat everybody equally and stuff so yeah I've been quite lucky with that but at the same time I do worry about my daughters because sure. you know they are half black half white so I do worry about that as a you know as a young parent because our biggest thing is to protect our kids right so Absolutely. I want to make sure that 
they're okay. So that's probably a fear of mine. But yeah, no, as for the question of have I experienced anything, not really. Okay. No. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, question that I love to, to ask as we wrap up here, and I'm interested in your response to this as well, but what would you like people to say about you at your funeral? <laughs> um, hopefully some good things, like just <laughs> that I was a good person and they took away a little something from me, but at the same time, like, I don't worry a whole lot about that. Like, I have, I'm a, I love my family and yeah. my family know you know, what I am as a person and I kind of have an inner circle of people that know me and, you know, know who I am. So, yeah. like, I try not to worry about what people think of me, but the more important people in sure. my life, they will know who I am. So Sure, yeah. yeah. And those real important people um, certainly will know that, yeah, that you care and that yeah. you, you love them and that's, uh, that's excellent. Um, yeah, have you been, have you been back to Jamaica with your family just like I have I got married there oh wow yeah okay. I got married in 2012 we got married there that was a really cool experience um That's awesome. yeah I think I've been to Jamaica about four times okay yeah. with your your daughters and everything? no they oh, haven't okay. that's okay. that's one thing we'd like to do we'd sure. like to take them there just uh from a I guess a family standpoint to yeah. know that you know some heritage there and whatnot and yeah yeah it's just a cool place it's such a laid back as soon as you get off the airplane like sure. you can just feel your vibe like really chill okay yeah so is that is that the vibe we kind of get from you when you're walking into well, I'm not sure chaotic <laughs> chaotic skylight lobby at the comp or whatever at lunchtime like I think I kind of get that from my dad my okay. dad is like a super quiet <laughs> chill guy he doesn't get too fired up and I, I get a lot of that from him and yeah it's kind of weird I'm a okay. quiet guy and I'm in a counseling position where I have to talk it's like the weirdest thing but yes. but it comes across as safe as well yeah which exactly. is essential for yeah. your job so yeah that's a good place for you yeah. for sure Okay, uh, we've reached that time. It's the espresso round. And uh, we've got 10 quick questions for you. Okay. And, and just, just say the first you know, meaningful thing that comes to your mind. Uh, we'll go fairly quick, but uh, I'm interested in, uh, in your responses here. Okay. Uh, first person who comes to mind when you consider a role model? Ooh. My parents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most sentimental restaurant, eatery, diner in your in your life. That one, I'm not sure. Okay. There's nothing really. When I think about restaurants and stuff like that, nothing major has happened. So. Okay. Like the Verdi family likes food, so yeah. I was like, oh, this is a good question. We do too. <laughs> um, like we're we're not too picky on where we eat and stuff like yeah. that, but. Um, I know going back home, Swiss Chalet is a huge one for me, and okay. Mandarin, it's a Asian buffet. Yeah. Like, it is awesome. So, okay. Yeah, that would probably be the place. Okay, good <laughs> stuff, good stuff. Uh, nickname, growing up? Oh, Palmer was usually my, my go-to. Okay. Like, everyone just, yeah, it was easy. and yeah. Sure, even in that nickname-heavy sports environment? Yeah. Palmer stuck, yeah, okay. Usually the last name for people. Sure. Always stuck, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Who's the most played band on your phone? Ooh, Drake. He's a Toronto guy. Yeah, I like yeah. to support my Toronto people. And, yeah, I really, 
really click with his music. So okay. yeah, he's probably he's high up there. <laughs> awesome. Best meal you've ever eaten. been so many <laughs> anytime i anytime i go back home and i get like a jamaican authentic meal like okay. that's yeah back home to ontario or to jamaica or back to ontario to ontario okay yeah anything there that i have for my mom or dad like okay. it's yeah it's my go-to okay well if they're gonna listen to this you're gonna do them proud <laughs> uh, i'm proud today that's great uh favorite athlete growing up michael jordan for sure fair He's enough just yeah. an awesome guy yeah. He was a killer on the court. Like, just, yeah. yeah, he was old school, but yeah, he was, he was my, he's my greatest of all time. Good. And, I, and I'm just assuming you had that, that classic Space Jam VHS. Yes. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I still have it actually. <laughs> oh, that's home. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, best book you've ever read? The Happiness Equation. Um, hmm. It's not anything spectacular. It just talks about, you know, ways you can be happy when it comes to your daily life and stuff. And it sure. clicked really well with me and lots of good points in there. And, yeah, I highly recommend it okay. to anyone. Is it a recent book or an older book? Uh, I believe I read it about six years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, it's fairly newer Okay. Yeah. you remember the author? Or I don't, sure. no. We'll just Google the happiness. Yeah. Version. Okay. Number one item on your bucket list. Ooh. Traveling is probably a big one for me. So I'd like to I'd like to see some different places in the world. Like New Orleans is probably sure. one of my top ones I'd love to go to. I Very think cool. just the the culture down there, obviously yeah. the food, yeah. um, the music. Like yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a huge jazz person, but I just I like the vibe from jazz. Sure. So I, yeah. I think, Very cool. Yeah. Good. If you could meet one person uh, alive or, or one person who's previously passed away, who would you like to meet? Um, I'm not sure. I'd really, I'd really like to meet Michael Jordan. Obviously, he's a big hero of mine. Like, yeah. I think that'd be cool yeah. to meet him. Um, yeah, I think just anyone that's interesting, right? Like, sure. I, I really like interesting people. I like to know the why of why they do things. And, um, yeah, it's kind of a cop-out answer. But, yeah, no, anyone interesting just okay. because sure. they're interesting and I just like to pick their brain on what makes them them. Okay, yeah. very cool. Uh, and last question, who would you like to see as a guest on this podcast? Ooh. Um, who would I like to see as a guest? That's a good question. I'd like to see uh, Mr. Rachenko. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think jo that's... Josh is a pretty cool guy to talk to. You know, he's very passionate about, you know, his work and his family. And yeah, yeah he'd be one I think that'd be really cool to learn some new things about. That's awesome. He's got a good, like... Radio voice, yeah. podcast voice too. That'd be, that'd be good too. Yeah, and, and and Jeff Gibson too. Like, okay, because he, I know from just a student standpoint, lots of kids just adore yeah. him, right? Yeah, like absolutely. past and present, yeah. he's just a good dude. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, so it'd be cool to learn about those two. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being on, uh, Kyle. This has been awesome, and uh, yeah, so good. And and uh, 
just yeah, want to just affirm uh, just you as the work you're doing at school, uh, just who you are as as a person, and um, yeah, even just picking up that uh, this is this is a guy who's you have that laid back nature that comes across as safe. I guess that's maybe a way that I would put it too, and uh, it was just so easy to approach you and when I first kind of met you got to know you immediately just kind of just you 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 have a way of taking on those barriers just to get to know you and whatnot and just uh, such a pleasure to talk to you and hang out with and, and to chat up in the staff room and the only place we cross yeah, basically <laughs> with your office right there but um, it's uh, it's awesome you're, you're blessing our school and, uh, and just thank you for everything you do. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is this is awesome. It's time to thank the amazing people who make MBCHS Over Coffee podcast possible. Producing, recording, technology, my friend Ryan Kabelski, the man. Podcast cover art, Miss Elizabeth Millard. Staff photographs, Mr. Mark Kachorik. And intro music, Madison Hemmerling. Catch him on Apple Music with his band, The Gladstone. Okay, I uh, typically... It's terrible social skills to look down while you're talking to me, but I only do it so that I can see if I can cue up. Oh, that's all good. So don't, don't take that person at all. No. I would not desire to do that if we were actually having coffee. Um, yeah, and on that, I think it's just pretty, pretty chill. And yeah, we'll go and it'll be good. Okay, you're all good to go. Yeah, make sure you give me one good blooper this week, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a blooper at the end of the <laughs> Let's see if we can avoid that. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.